You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 433 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host this week, it's the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Reagan. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And we've got a special guest joining us once again, Matt from the Silver Screensavers podcast. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You must really like me, especially after the last time I was on here, the way my sound was going. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. But you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the new movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy. That's right. It's The Menu. Before we get into all of that, how the hell's everybody doing this week? Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I've been working a whole bunch. Did a bunch of overtime last week, getting ready for the holidays. Um, we're not normally overtime intensive in my field during the holidays, but there's a few big projects going on that have been needing some extra help, so I've been pitching in on that. I also started practicing music again. I hadn't played an instrument for like three or four years now, starting to reteach myself from scratch, finally giving myself some time to do that. So I'm pretty stoked about that. What uh, instrument is it? Is it the oboe? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on my list. That's on my list of instruments to learn now, but um, it's complicated. So the re- what kind of sparked me to do it is I've been thinking about playing again for a while, but Fender is actually running an offer right now. If you buy a year of like their video lessons, they send you like a free guitar setup nothing fancy it's kind of a cheap little squire strat it's a free guitar for something i was thinking about subscribing to anyway so i was like sure why not so i got that but then while i was waiting for that to come in i dug out my bass so i've been starting to do some bass lessons i ultimately haven't decided which way i'm going to go if i'm going to go with six string guitar or bass at this point i don't think i should do both because i feel like i'd be spreading myself too thin eventually i'd like to get good enough at both but it's gonna be a long process because it's been a while and my technique has been lacking anytime i feel like i have anything left in the basement for being in a band i think about like playing shows two hours away for like four people and a disinterested dog i do that with my podcast so (laughs) (laughs) perfect well speaking of your podcast tell us about the silver screensavers podcast in case anyone listening does not know well it's me and my friends michael and tyler we've been podcasting for about a year now typically we review new release movies but what we try to do whenever possible we try to pair the new release movies with a prolific filmmaker or person involved like their career so for instance we just did one on henry selick when we talked about wendell and wilde So we went back, talked about Henry Selleck and his work leading up to Wendell and Wilde and kind of broke down each movie. We did one for Jordan Peele as well recently. We did a Nick Cage one when Massive Talent came out earlier this year. So we try to wrinkle a little bit of new with a little bit of like retrospective history. And my co-host, Mike, he puts in a lot of good like researching, has stuff all 
like a lot of facts that I didn't even know about the stuff until he brings them on the table. I, I enjoy it. It's it's fun. And I think anyone that is a fan of hearing early takes on new movies or interesting deep dives on filmmakers, actors, directors that they may not either know about or know a lot about their film history. We try to cater to both those audiences. Awesome. I, I've been on your show twice. Uh, both times my job is to drag you guys down to my level and make you watch something shitty. <laughs> <laughs> We we do plenty of that on our own, but I appreciate uh, you being a good sport whenever we have <laughs> have those movies, the the three five fives and the smiles, you know. That's right. Uh, but you you do need to get Mark on or maybe Amanda at some point for some highbrow discussion, some cultured discussion of film. Of course, of course, anytime. Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for uh, pimping me out to other podcasts. I don't have a lot of time to like even work on the stuff that I want to work on. Uh, Matt, I am so impressed, dude, that you were like, you know, picking up the guitar and, and playing bass and, you know, finding the time to like, you know, hone your chops. Man, I have so many projects that I want to work on and I just don't have time to work on any of them. I just realized I never finished my pictures from Rhode Island Comic Con. And I started to work on that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I never finished my pictures from Dragon Con. And that was back in September. So I am way behind schedule. I am trying so hard to like get caught up before the end of the year. And it is just not looking, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. We're already at the end of November. Yeah. If you need me, I will be in a cave <laughs> building an arc reactor like Tony Stark and trying to get the hell out of here. With a box of scraps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's me. Joey, how are you doing this week? I'm good. So I'm happy to report I still have not had an energy drink. So it's been 10 days. Wow. Congrats, um, I, thanks. I think I'm through the worst of it. I want to say maybe middle of last week. So we recorded last week on Monday when I talked about it. I want to say Wednesday, probably the worst day, Wednesday, Thursday. It was rough. I had a really big headache. I was just exhausted. I, I felt like I could literally just lay down on the floor in my office on the hardwood floor and just sleep. And I was just irritable and mean. Uh, more than usual, actually. So it, it was noticeable. But I, I made it through. I made it through. And here we are. It's Monday as we record this. And I, I have not had an energy drink in 10 days. That's good. Good news. I mean, just your normal stuff, just grinding myself into dust and work, work, work. This is the season for work. So you know, both of my jobs, this is kind of like what we call, quote unquote, our Super Bowl season. One of my jobs involves food. And I don't want to say too much else other than that, but it involves food distribution. So uh, it's crazy. You know, honestly, uh, Thanksgiving ramp up through the end of January with the Super Bowl is like the busiest time of year for us. And then my other job is retail. And that's very hot and topical. But it's uh, breaking it down, getting ready for Black Friday. So I've been working a ton of hours at both jobs, just burning the candle. Uh, with my schedule this week, I, I wanted to have Black Friday off from job number one. So instead of working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I get my holiday pay for Thursday and I'm off Friday. That also means that this weekend I only had one day. Right. <laughs> so my weekend was Saturday. So I got up, I did some errands, I ran uh, and got some groceries. I went to the movies and saw the menu. I came home and I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I had a bunch of other stuff I had to do because uh, I'm going to be doing Mission Impossible Fallout on a uh, different podcast. 
So eventually, I don't know when it's coming out, I'll be on gutting the sacred cow trying to convince them that the movie sucks. <laughs> but I had to watch that. It was just a long, I still have some other stuff I have to watch tonight after I record with them, but I have so much stuff going on. And it's all crammed into like whatever I can fit in my life. So I'm always running, always doing stuff. Man, maybe I should drink something to pep me up for this stuff. What do you think? <laughs> there was a cold beverage that would give you some energy that you could drink right now. That's right. It came in a can, a yellow and red can. Tasted like Skittles. Um, no, 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 we're fine. But, Enough about us. You know what, Markellis? Let's talk a little bit more about us. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store you'll also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter instagram tiktok so definitely get at us you can subscribe to us on itunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there if you can Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found and that's including the stitcher radio app podbean iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. All right, guys. <laughs> well, it's time for us to talk about The Menu, which is out now in theaters. Uh, I'm not sure if this is out internationally or not. I think it's some places playing, but not everywhere, so... Apologies once again to some of our international listeners. Um, I think Mark uh, and Matt at this point, Pearl still does not have international release dates. (laughs) Not that I know of. I feel bad for our friends at We Needed Roads. They were they were not happy about that. So I'm not going to advocate piracy, but I will tell our international listeners that the movie is hitting (laughs) Blu-ray out here very soon. And usually that means uh, you can find it where you need to find it. So. Yeah, I, uh, I got mine in the mail last week, actually. Yeah, me too. Nice. Me too. Right on, dude. I got the, the Walmart exclusive art cover one where it's like her in like the clothesline with the axe. Oh, I didn't know there was an exclusive one. I got just a regular one because it matches the the X cover so well. So I'm going to oh, put yeah. them up side by side. I like it. Yeah, I will have to send a copy to Stu from SWO Productions <laughs> as a Christmas present. Perfect. So we all had a chance to go check out the menu in theaters. Um, Matt, anything interesting happening at the movie theater or was it a regular movie theater going experience? So I ended up going to not my usual theater. It was a little bit of a drive for me, but I was meeting up with some friends out there. It was actually my co-host Tyler and his girlfriend. I met up with them because they were out by Worcester. So we went to the theater that was out there and I've been to this theater, you know, several times. I hadn't been there in quite a few years now and it's 
It's fine, as good as I remember. I believe I saw Captain America Civil War at this theater. But when the movie started, so during the trailers, the sound was like a little muffled. Like the like the music was playing really loud and then the talking was very quiet. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's just the trailers. But then the movie started and it's like, not that there's a lot of a score, like a big score for this film but like the score was like a normal volume but then the whole exchange between Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt's characters was just very muffled and it was like they were talking like this the whole time and I'm just I'm rolling my eyes like this better not be for the whole thing but then some good Samaritan got up and told somebody and they fixed it thank god Thank God. It's funny that you said you went to see it in Worcester. Um, that's where I saw Iron Maiden a few weeks ago. The band that opened for them was called Within Temptation, and I think they were from Denmark. And it felt like someone was playing a cruel joke on the lead singer. Um, she kept saying, good morning or good evening, Worcestershire. <laughs> and saying it wrong. It was adorable, Like, but it felt like somebody had pranked her before and like, all right, you say it just like the sauce. Go on out there and get them. <laughs> Oh, man. So if if you're not from our area and you're listening to this, take five seconds and Google pronunciation of <laughs> towns in Massachusetts and you will be flabbergasted. So, <laughs> I love Marcellus that Reagan's, how is your theater going experience? It was fine. It was fine. No big issues except for, you know, this movie, unlike other like movies that we usually do on the show, this one didn't have like a, a wide release. You know, it didn't play at a lot of theaters. So finding the time to watch it was a little bit tough it was either it was either watch it at because I, I you know i work at my job and i work until five o'clock and the first showing was at either five o'clock or eight o'clock and it wasn't playing at any other theaters like close to me so i'm like all right do i want to go home and then go back out to the theaters at eight o'clock or do i want to leave work early <laughs> and make it to the five o'clock show and i'm like well that's the only way it's gonna work so i still had a lot of shit to do at home so yeah i actually left work early to go see this movie not black panther <laughs> wakanda forever <laughs> not any you know mcu movie at all nothing that i wanted to see i left work early to go see the menu so congratulations <laughs> on that well uh you know first of all look at you putting out the effort for the podcast we love it i will agree with you this was this was a harder movie to get in and see when it's something huge like black panther or i don't know some of the other big blockbuster movies we review and you look you pull up your your app to get your tickets and there's like 55 showings every 15 minutes <laughs> right it, mm-hmm. It's easy to be like, okay, well, do I want to go to the three o'clock or the three fifteen? But <laughs> this, this, I was in the same boat with you guys. Like, I, I had to see it Saturday. If I did not see it Saturday, you and Matt are talking to somebody else right now. Right? So, like, I had to see it Saturday, and it was playing in one theater in the in the building. It was playing at both theaters that I normally go to, so I could have gone to Hadley or West Springfield. But in both of them, it was only in one theater, and it was like four shows for the day. Right. <laughs> and that was it. So I'm like, all right, 150. Here we go. <laughs> I got there and I, I get to see it. And it was pretty packed, actually, for um, what I did not expect to be a popular movie. Because we've got my daughter and I had gone and seen like Pearl or un- unfortunately Men. It's raining men. But the theater wasn't packed at all. And those were uh, smaller release films. But for this, there's a lot of people there. So I was surprised. But everybody was quiet. Um, the only real uh, giant crowd reactions was we got a trailer for the movie Plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie looks so bad. <laughs> Have you seen this, Mark? No, I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> it's Gerard Butler and the guy that played Luke Cage. Okay. Fighting terrorists or something on a plane. Okay. And the name of the movie is 
plane. <laughs> so the whole trailer's going on. It just looks like a generic, like slightly better than Redbox movie. And then it's like plane. Wow. <laughs> the whole place, the whole theater, it was like there was a pause and then everyone just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the, be- the best part about that trailer is like halfway through. It's it ends like the title card says the crash. And I was we were me and Tyler were both thinking, wow, that's a really bad name. But then it kept going and the trailer finished and then it said plane. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. That's even worse. I'm looking forward to truck showing up in the mid credit scene. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but looks like we had a normal experience of the theater. Nothing crazy going on. So let's get into it. We're going to review the menu. As always, non-spoiler to start, so you'll get our impressions of the movie, what we thought. We're not going to spoil anything. Then you'll know what we thought. If you haven't seen it yet, the rest of you can stick around. Mark will drop the drop, delineating spoilers, and then we'll go further into detail and spoil the menu. So let's get it started. Matt from the Silver Screen Savers podcast, what did you think of the menu? I liked it quite a lot. I thought Anya Taylor-Joy was fantastic as ever. Um, She's right up there in competition with Mia Goth and Florence Pugh for Celebrity Crush of the Year right now. It's a tight race. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to come down to film quality or what, but they've each had hits and misses this year. But I thought she was great. I thought Ray Fiennes was fantastic. He played the cold, methodical chef as well as he could have. Like, they told him what to do, and he did it. I thought most of the supporting cast was fine. The story was pretty intriguing. I thought it subverted my expectations in certain parts more than I thought it would, which I guess that's Ryan, the point of subverting Ryan expectations. Ryan Johnson jumped out? And... <laughs> no, no Ryan Johnson. No Ruin Johnson there? Well, you know what? I like uh, I like Ryan Johnson's non-Star Wars stuff, so I, I give him a pass for that. I thought that there was some fun commentary on, like, class differences versus, like, the appreciation of artists and service workers it definitely had a had something to say with this movie i feel like and as most like satirical dark comedies do but uh when i saw that this one was produced by adam mckay who also was behind don't look up from last year i i kind of had a feeling that's where it was gonna go interesting all right well markellis reagan's what did you think of the menu well i'll be honest i only saw the trailer once and i didn't even really pay attention to it uh so i actually had no idea what i was walking into even i even walked past the standee in a lobby and didn't even look at it because i didn't even even want to know like who was in it yeah i thought the movie was good uh i definitely laughed out loud uh which was really unsettling because there wasn't that many people in the theater <laughs> but uh yeah i thought I thought the movie was good. And it's one of those movies where, you know, when I came out of the theater, I pretty much had my my mind made up about it. You know, I I had a score. And then like in the days that I've been thinking about it, uh, that score has changed for the better. So, uh, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. All right. You know, uh, obviously predisposed to like this movie right off the bat because it has former woman crush of the year for me, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in the lead role. So right off the bat, I'm like this. This is going to be awesome. I'll watch Playmobil the movie for her. I'll watch anything. Uh, that was a good point in the movie. But uh, the actual movie itself, you know, I liked it. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And it's very hard for me to describe the things I didn't love about it without spoiling it. And I think this works best when you know as little as possible going into it. So for me, you know, it was a, a like, but not a love. And I almost feel like this year there's been so many really well done really good 
quote unquote elevated horror movies that this just kind of feel like a, a like a an also ran almost you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah i i kind of yeah. think the movie works i don't think the movie works as a big screen the theater going experience you know what i mean like i think i think the movie's good but i think it's it would probably be a little bit more enjoyable on the comfort of your couch on like a sunday afternoon mm-hmm. yeah i mean you could watch this on Hulu and lose absolutely nothing of the experience. Right. I actually thought this was supposed to be released on Hulu for a while, but then I, at some point I realized it was only supposed to be in theaters. Yeah. I guess searchlight stuff is going to be theaters and all the other Fox stuff is going to be streaming first because of weird clandestine rights deals between HBO and Disney. But this had a $30 million budget and uh, I guess that's why it's going to theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I don't know where that $30 million went into maybe the big name actors pockets but uh here we are so it sounds like we're a bit all over the place with the menu if you haven't seen it yet go check it out come on back and the rest of you stick around mark's gonna drop the drop and we are going to spoil the menu we're not let's talk about spoilers here uh i've got some spoilers one clear spoiler here's a spoiler you will die alone All right, let's start it off with things we liked about the movie. Matt, give us some things that you liked about this movie. I I really went into this thinking it was going to be a more of a horror. Like Joey, you said, it kind of called it more of like an elevated horror. But I don't think that's really what it was so much. I think it was more of like a dark comedy with horror elements because I was laughing quite a lot in this movie. Like there were some solid laugh out loud moments for me. A lot of gotcha moments, like the the scene with the where she's complaining about the the breadless bread appetizer and she was complaining about the reduction, so they brought him out a giant <laughs> plate of the broken reduction just right. constantly like little gotcha moments like that and like the whole tortilla scene with all the pictures printed on them little stuff like that i just i thought it was funny but macabre and just ah i i and i really this is another one like you said mark the more i think about it the more i like it more mm-hmm. because I, i'm having more time to process like what it did right and i liked what they did with annie taylor joy's character where first of all she's from massachusetts so that's that's pretty cool <laughs> I, I i remember i was sitting in my seat i'm just like let's go <laughs> <laughs> massachusetts honestly the whole reveal of her character you know the whole trailer kind of leads you like she's not supposed to be there but like what do they mean just comes to fruition when you find out that you know that she's the sex worker that mm. he h- hired last minute to get the spot in there. Otherwise he wasn't going to be able to go. And he basically just screwed her over for this experience that he knew was going to kill everybody. Like I, I just thought that was a very clever twist between that and the actual reveal at the end, the ending, the way that she sort of convinced him to let her go was very clever. All right. Marcellus Reagans. What about you? So things I liked, uh, Joey, I had a feeling you would love this movie because I'm like, it's assholes being, shitty to each other (laughs) and Anya Taylor joy in a very sleek outfit. So I'm like, there's no way this movie is not getting a five out of five from Joey. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an idiot. Like I'm watching a movie and I'm like, Oh, Anya Taylor joys in this. Like, am I supposed to really buy her as like the cool, bad leather jacket wearing girl? And I completely forgot about her in Queens Gambit. Like she's really good. She's a really good actress. And it's probably about, I don't know, 10 minutes into the movie, I completely bought her character. I thought she was 
absolutely amazing. Uh, and the same thing for Nicholas Holt. I think of him as as kind of like the uh, the cool kid from the TV show Skins that he was on like a, years ago. You don't uh, think of him as Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriend? No, not at all. I completely <laughs> forgot he was in the X-Men movies. And he plays such a nerd, like a food nerd. He does that so well. He was so good in it. I was completely buying everything about his character. He was such a weasel and I loved it. Uh, Ray Fiennes. Awesome as always. Uh, Hong Chow from uh, Watchmen as um, Elsa. Holy shit! Every time she came into the on the screen, I'm like, I love this woman. That's she, where she was from. Yeah, okay. got it. She's so good in this movie. I loved her. Loved her. Um, I loved the diversity of the cast. I loved that I didn't know where the story was going. I thought, like, the, the way it was set up, I was expecting something kind of like a ready or not type of horror movie. Like, I assumed this was going to turn into, like, a slasher, bloody, whatever movie. The fact that it didn't go there, I was like, um, take the movie for what it is and not for what I was expecting it to be. Uh, I thought twistiness was really good. And I will say, the last... the. The end of the movie when they put on the uh, marshmallow <laughs> shirt. Yes. <laughs> I, I nearly so I fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, this movie is just going for it. And I loved it. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's a it's a slow burn. I wasn't quite sure where I was going to land on it. But the more that I think about it, the more that I appreciate the dark comedy of it. All right. Well, you know, for me, let's just get it out of the way right up front uh anya taylor joy is an 11 out of 10 hot and in, for the majority of this movie mark is correct she is in a very uh well-fitting dress she's a very healthy young woman uh and she's not wearing a bra either so it was it was pretty enjoyable on the big screen so um now that we've got that out of the way now that we've got misogynies out of the way um yeah uh this movie has a, a great sense of humor neither of you guys mentioned it but a lot of times they will they show the the meal on the screen, kind of almost like you're watching a cooking show. Right. And it lists the <laughs> ingredients. And some of the meals were just like, this dude fucked up <laughs> like, some bullshit. <laughs> it was, yeah, so, that, some of that was really, really funny. And it, and it was just something you weren't expecting. And I think that's kind of where the movie kind of gets its power from is, is that it's, it's not what you're expecting. I think it's kind of a hard sell because like, like I said, I was expecting a horror movie. I was expecting more of a horror movie. I think it was advertised more of a horror movie. I was basically expecting it to be like the hunt. Yes. Um, more like that, which is a movie I loved when it came out, I think in 2020, but um, this is more of a satire, really black comedy with elements of horror, but not really a horror movie. So by all means, please don't shut off Terrifier 2 and excitement to go watch this if that's what you're into, because it's a completely different type of movie. Um, <laughs> and, and you're right, Mark. I loved most of the cast was fantastic. Um, Ralph finds awesome, basically channeling. Um, the fuck is that guy's name? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yep, channeling him. Um, Hong Chow is hilarious in this thing. I thought John Leguizamo was really good in it. And uh, apparently he's come out and say he modeled that after Steven Seagal. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. We had uh, most of the most of the like biting humor definitely landed for me. And I really liked, like you guys said, how she got out of the predicament at the end, was, I thought was really good. I also thought the uh, the gag with the tortillas was good. This is my, most of the stuff in the movie is going to, there's stuff that was shocking too. So like, I, I never, you never know how far it's going. So 
the movie does a good job of kind of hiding that from you until the guy kills himself. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, now I understand something is not right here. And they did a good job of making uh, Nicholas Holt's character um, a complete asshole. You, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, these her and him are the protagonists of the movie. We want them to survive whatever's going on. And then you're like, wait, this guy sucks ass. We don't want this guy to survive. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he doesn't. Spoiler. Yeah, I know he does not. He makes the worst. Um, what would, what do you make scallops or it something? Like no, it was lamb with like shallots and onion, yeah. and they were just roasting him as he was trying to make right. it. Right, <laughs> and it, and the description was like barely cooked, like raw. <laughs> it it was quote Tyler's bullshit. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Tyler's <laughs> bullshit. Um, and I just thought that was funny. So like a lot of the humor landed for me, and, and you know I just enjoyed the movie quite a bit. So. But what about things we didn't like? Marcellus Reagans, anything you did not like about this movie? The only thing I didn't really like, I know you like uh, John Leguizamo. I thought his character was a little flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that was on purpose, now that I know it was based on Steven Seagal. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's, most of the characters are flat. They're all pretty much like characters. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked to see freaking Who's the Boss Lady on the screen. <laughs> like, holy shit, I haven't seen her since the 80s. So, yeah, I thought some of the characters, uh, they were kind of one note and... I didn't really feel for them at all. Like it, it, it's kind of like I wanted to like once I realized that they were all going to die, like once I stated that I kind of wanted to either want them to escape or want them to get like really get punished. And I don't you think- didn't feel bad for a star of the last witch hunter, Amy Carrero. Wait, was that his assistant? Yeah, no. <laughs> that poor I, woman i had no idea she was in that movie oh no i actually thought she was really good in it um i didn't think she deserved to die but you know that, that's just me but I, she went to brown with no student loans right that's that's her only reason <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh you're dead i'm like damn that's that's kind of cold uh so yeah i thought i wish the characters had just a little bit more flavor to them like the the surface that we get is enough to to carry the story but I wish there was like just like a tiny bit more to the characters because um, I wanted to feel either good or bad about them. And I just want to say I did love the guy when they, they let the guys go free, like run free on the island. <laughs> and then there's the one guy that's like hiding in a in a coop and they're like, oh, you're the last one we found. So here's a free meal. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and he just starts eating it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So yeah, okay. So that, that those are things that I didn't like about it. All right, all right. Would you have wanted like the movie to be a little longer, maybe get some flashbacks of these characters? Or- yeah, that would have been that actually would have helped a lot. Like just a little bit more to so that when you get to when you get to know that they're all gonna die, you can be like, yeah, fuck those guys. You know, but I don't think there was enough either way for me to root for him either way. All right, Matt, what about you? Things you did not like? Yeah, I mean, there was really wasn't a lot I didn't like about this movie, but I will second that the supporting cast, other than the big players like Nicholas Holt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ray Fiennes, a lot of the characters did kind of seem like caricatures in a way, yep. more so than real characters but i i kind of thought i thought it was fine as a whole they still serve the purpose i think for what the movie was trying to say but that i guess that's my only gripe if i'm gonna nitpick is they could have fleshed them out a bit more how, how long is the runtime on this it couldn't have been more than two hours i'll say it's like a, it must have been like an hour 40 maybe 107 minutes oh, okay huh. hour and a half. see but Honestly, the fact that every movie has been two to two and a half hours lately, I didn't mind that this one was under two hours. Take it from somebody who just watched Mission Impossible Fallout. I was glad it wasn't two and a half hours. How so how so like you? I'm willing to concede some of the backstory of the background characters for a more clean, sort of smoother, not smoother, but like cut runtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
And also, this could just be my sixth sense of humor, but I thought some of the parts that were supposed to be shocking weren't shocking to me because I had I was like, they're definitely going to do this. For instance, when the guy shot himself, I'm, when he's given the whole speech about his backstory and blah, 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 and then he starts parading him, I'm like, this guy is going to shoot himself. I yeah. just, I know <laughs> it. And maybe that's just me and my sixth sense of humor and what I would have done in the movie, but that so was the only what thing. what you're saying but... is, do not go to dinner at Matt's house. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding aside, though, like, that's not, that, that's not really the movie's fault. But yeah, that's the only other thing I can think of. All right. All right. Well... Again, I'm going to echo both what you guys said and say I, I wish more of the characters have been fleshed out. Um, outside of the like tech bro guys, I don't know what business they were in, but they were like the three business guys that were like young guys. Yeah, um, they do a good job of clearly demonstrating those guys are assholes. But I, I didn't get that vibe from some of the other characters. But then I guess that also ties into why John Leguizamo is being killed. He he is an asshole, but he's really only there to be killed because he was in a movie that the chef didn't like. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I guess. But I mean, I, I just got to say, I would have liked to see even like 10 minutes, five minutes per character flashback of something to give us a little more to tie our hat on um, for the characters, like the old man and the woman. Like I know he had hired Anya Taylor-Joy and made her watch him jerk off, but people cheat on their spouses all the time. So was there more to it than that? Like, No, it's because they show up and he, you know, they're so rich that they can eat there all the time, but the guy cannot remember one fucking meal <laughs> that he ate. Right. So that he doesn't yeah. care. But, but before that's revealed, why are we supposed to be okay or not okay with that guy getting killed? Right. They don't really lay that out except for, you know. He gets his finger chopped off and you're not sure if you should root for him to bleed out or you should feel bad for him. And then honestly, like one of the things like I was just watching it and I'm watching it and I'm like, I should like this more than I do. I don't know if that's my own expectations for what I thought the movie was going to be something. I don't know what it was, but it just felt like it was missing an oomph to me. And that's a very undescribable feeling. So it's really annoying on a podcast, which is all auditory for me to say that. But I, it just felt like it was missing like a little extra to push it over the edge into p- being pure greatness. I thought it was funny. I like the characters, the actors. I like Anya Taylor Joy. I like most of what was happening in the movie, but there was, just felt like it was just missing something for some reason. I don't know if it was because the movie didn't go all the way into being more of a horror comedy or all the way into being disturbing or all the way into being horror, but it just, it felt like it was missing something somewhere and I couldn't place my finger on it. I I didn't really start to a hundred percent embrace it until she's trying to go to his house and break into his house. I felt that was like when the movie kind of turned for me where I started to like it more than I had been, but it took a while to get there. I I just was kind of, maybe I was just unsure what I was watching at that point. I don't know. Yeah, you know, the movie is, it's, I think it's because we've seen a version of this movie in Ready or Not, where, you know, the young plucky girl is put in a situation where she is not aware of what the story is happening all around, but mm-hmm. everyone else is. And her, the action scenes that they put in there, so you can root, you can immediately root for her and want her to survive and win, uh, just makes it more, is more of a connection to that character and to that story. Uh, and I don't think this is, it's kind of the same setup, but it's all like talking <laughs> mm-hmm. and just jokes. It doesn't have like that, that adrenaline uh, rush that ready or not has. Yeah. And I mean, ready or not, it's like a different, it, it's a similar, but different where it's more of a horror comedy. So I would, I would definitely put that up there with like Tucker and Dale versus mm-hmm. evil. Um, even like evil dead Two, army of darkness, like that kind of thing. I wouldn't put this movie in that category. No, I mean, just the, 
not genre wise, but as you know, young girl protagonist put in a enclosed situation where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is. I just couldn't put my finger on it, Matt. I was just going to ask if so. If you had, what if you had gone into this movie completely blind? Because I know they, I feel like they kind of mismarketed it a bit. Not quite a twenty four level of misleading marketing, but like they kind of, they definitely marketed it as a horror movie with comedic elements. But it's really the opposite. But if you had not gone into it expecting more of a horror movie, do you think you would have liked it more, or do you think it still would have been missing that piece that you were missing from it? I think it, it still would have been missing a little for me at, at some point. But it, it's 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 hard to say. But I, I don't feel like the trailers gave too much away anyway, but they, it definitely was marketed more as a horror. Like I said, I, I thought there's going to be more along the lines of The Hunt or like Mark mentioned, Ready or Not. Um, so to get more of kind of a subdued movie that's mostly talking and kind of dark uh, humor or not. It wasn't like uh, you're watching like Dumb and Dumber or something. It was subtle humor. And, and I do enjoy that. So I, I liked it, but I don't know. I just I just couldn't get past a certain point where I was just like. I should like this more than I do. And, and I, I don't know what the issue is. With, it's just me personally, I guess. Well, that's how I felt with Barbarian. So it's fine. I get it. Yeah, but half of <laughs> Barbarian was fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Shame about the second part of the movie. But Mark, did you ever get around to watching that? Uh, yeah. In my <laughs> in my life where I have so much time in the world to watch all these movies. Uh, no, I did not get a chance to watch it. Well, just watch the first half and then shut it off. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and whatever you imagine is better than the second half of the movie. Fantastic! All right, well, you know what we got to do is we got to give it a score, and the score is run from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. So, Matt, our special guest from the Silver Screensavers podcast, what do you have for the menu? So, walking out of the theater, I had an easy four, but like I said, as I thought about it, I, I think I really started to appreciate a lot of the stuff they did more. And I've been talking about it like it is just about a five out of five, but I think I'm going to split those two and give it a 4.5 out of five. Wow. All right. Four and a half out of five for Matt. Markellis Reagans, what do you got? All right. So, uh, yeah, when I walked out of the theater, I was at a two and a half. Wow. <laughs> so, like, this is a very middle of the road movie. It didn't really like wow me or bore me. I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't place it. But then again, like as more time goes on and the more I think about it, the more I like chuckle to myself at these stupid little jokes, you know, and it, it is, it does have something to say. Um, I think it's worth a rewatch, not on a big screen, but at home. Um, so I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five. All right. Well, Mark, you know, it's funny that you say that because it's exactly how I feel about bodies, 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 which you didn't like. <laughs> you sure that's the only reason that uh, you want to watch bodies, bodies, bodies at home? <laughs> we'll talk about that when we reveal our woman crushes of the year later on. So <laughs> I'm a big of um, what the fuck is that guy's name? Pete Davidson. Yeah. I'm a big Pete Davidson fan. Just let's let's go there. You know, Taco Bell breakfast for everybody. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, when I walked out of the theater, same as you guys, I, I was at a three out of five. I think talking about it and thinking about it, I, I still do. Like Mark said, I still think back and I chuckle at some of the jokes and uh, some of the scenarios that happened in it. And of course, Anya Taylor-Joy is amazing. So I, I'm going to go to three and a half out yeah. of five, three and a half out of five for me. Like I just said, I, I can't 
place my finger on it, but there, there's just something missing here from pushing it for me, at least over that hump into like top tier movie I've seen this year. And it might just be because we've seen Pearl and X and bodies, 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 and all these a 24 type movies with the exception of men. It's raining men. which has been really good. And maybe it's just the year it came out in. It feels like it also ran versus all those other movies, but I did like it. So three and a half out of five for me, we're a little all over the place, but it sounds like we all are in agreement that you should check it out. So maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you thought. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Matt, from the Silver Screen Savers podcast, tell us where people can find your show and tell us a recommendation for the list. You can find us over at Screen Savers Pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook, Silver Screen Savers Podcast. We are also on YouTube. We have uh, an interview with an actor up on there. We're working on more video content, book some interviews, get some content up there as well as youtube and tiktok it's a work in progress but what we value is when people reach out to us want to just shoot the shit about movies and just talk about whatever like like we're we're open feel free to reach out to us give us your takes if we're totally wrong if we're totally right somewhere in the middle we're we're more than happy to talk to whoever well it depends on if you agree with me or not that's fair that's fair And what do you got for the listeners? Recommend something for them today. What do you got? Something, anything. I'm going to recommend just just check out our show. Hit us up on social media. Join Hive. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i been considering our options for Twitter alternatives. But un- until it's the way of the dodo, we're, we're on there. Yeah, I mean, let's be real here. Nothing has fucking changed about Twitter. For me, at least, I use Twitter all the time. I'm on there. If I'm awake, I'm on Twitter. So I feel like a pretty good advocate for what's going on on Twitter. The only thing that's changed about my feed is there's a whole bunch of people complaining about Twitter on it. That's the only thing that's changed. You can mute, you can block people you don't want to see shit from. So, you know, a lot of times I have like politicians on both sides just muted because people keep retweeting them or talking shit about politics. And I just don't want to read it on my feed. I'm not interested. So I have different politicians muted and you can do that now. If there's maybe a politician that's now on Twitter, you don't want to see shit from just mute them. You don't have to leave the fucking tw- program. I, I did join hive though. I will let you know, Matt, I did join hive. Uh, it just works like a busted ass Twitter. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Twitter at home. Like <laughs> we have Twitter at home. It's hive. Like that's it. I, I don't, I don't understand, but. I, I feel like there there's just too many alternatives at this point. It's just another thing to keep track of. I like I love getting interactions with people, but I don't want to have to go to a million places just for people to find us. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of work behind the scenes. So maybe the listeners don't quite understand. Mark doesn't do all the social media. I do all the socials. So it's a lot of work, like managing the algorithms, all these things. So when you add more things in, it's just more shit to do. I don't know, man. I'll be on Twitter till the lights go out. Just like you, Matt. Um, and TikTok is pretty much that. Tick, Twitter and TikTok are our main two right now. So even TikTok is frustrating. So you have to constantly make content. And sometimes I'm just too tired. I don't want to do it. So. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Mark thank Ellis. you for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Mark Ellis Reagans. What about you? Yeah, I want to uh, recommend a social media app called Vero. Uh, I heard that was productive. <laughs> I was kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not Zack Snyder show. put you up to this, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I want to recommend a movie on 
Peacock. If you have the Peacock streaming app, one of probably the more interesting movies that came out this year, uh, Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope is now streaming on mm-hmm. Peacock. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out and you still don't know what it's about, watch that movie. Uh, if you're a fan of, I would say, maybe old school Spielberg movies uh, with a little bit of a Jordan Peele twist, you might enjoy it. Uh, so Nope is now available on Peacock. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our Patreon and YouTube content there as well on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. You can check out our aforementioned YouTube channel where there's hours of free exclusive content there. We've been dropping interviews and stuff from Rhode Island Comic Con all over the last two weeks. So you can go check all that content out at youtube.com backslash so is your podcast. We got another uh, big interview coming up on there and I can't talk about yet, but it is going to be pretty cool. So subscribe so you're ready. We got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content is the only place this month. To hear our review of Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. And I, I got an inkling this month, guys. I think uh, Adam is uh, back on track. I believe Star Wars Talk video podcast is returning for Patreons only this month as well. So it might be the only place that you can see me and Adam review uh, Tales of the Jedi from Disney+. Plus. So come on down to Patreon if you want to support us monetarily and get some extra content. I will recommend nothing. I ain't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I was going to recommend nope and then Mark stole it. So. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I was uh in the living room and my wife was watching uh Columbo and she had paused it and then it plays a commercial for nope uh being on Peacock and she's like, "Should I watch that? Do you think I'd like it?" And I go, "No, that's not for you." Um uh, I will second Mark's recommendation and tell you to check out Nope on Peacock. Don't watch the commercial that plays on there while you're lingering on deciding if you're going to watch it cuz it, it's got spoilers in the damn commercial. So, don't do that. But check it out. A little different, but for the most part, I think we all loved it here. Matt, you were a big fan of Nope, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually just rewatched it this week. Perfect. So, uh, you know, not to give it away for free, but you might be hearing a lot more about that movie when we reveal our best of the year in January. And next week, guys, very special, very special. We're bringing back I Hate You Now Watch on the main podcast. <laughs> it's finally back. Markellis, Aubrey, and myself will be watching Neil Breen's Twisted pear. I can already hear the downloads dying on the vine. <laughs> you know, you got mine. That's right. <laughs> um, it's one of the worst movies ever made. It's free on YouTube, so you can check it out. And I cannot wait to hear what these guys have to say about it. I've been watching it for the last couple of days, slowly making my way through it uh, at my desk at work. Um, it, it's hilarious. So Neil Breen's Twisted Pear is going to be next week. Like I said, it's free on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's been a while since we did I Hate You Now Watch, um, and I was nice enough to not hate them and make them watch Andor, so I guess that's a, that's a positive, right? Uh, I just want to state for the record, Andor is one of the best TV shows that's on right now. I fucking love that show, so you can you can eat it, Joey. How about that? <laughs> it's the best for a cure for insomnia that's out there right now, I'll tell you that. But that's, that's getting ahead of ourselves. That's next week. We'll talk about that a little more next week. That's going to do it for episode number 433 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the expert, Mr. Marquis Martellus Reagan. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. 
and from the Silver Screen Savers podcast, Matt. Take care, everybody. Have a great holiday in case I'm not back on the show before then. You never know. You never know. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week when we make Mark and Aubrey watch Twisted Pair. Good journey.